You're listening to Newcastle in the Morning. Now, you need to be aware there is a bus strike that is planned for Friday. It is a four-hour stop-work action and it's following a unanimous decision to vote down the latest offer from Keolis Downer for Newcastle Transport Workers. Buses will not run between 10am and 2pm on Friday. Joining me on the line now to talk about it a little bit further and to uh, to give us some background to it all is Tram and Bus Division President of Rail Tram and Bus Union for New South Wales. It is Daniel Jaggers. Good morning and welcome, Daniel. Hey, good morning, Tracy, and, and thanks for having us on, uh, on on the line this morning. Look, tell me what it, what's going on. I know that uh, this has been an ongoing issue. The uh, the staff went for a no uniform day a couple of weeks back. This has been building, hasn't it? And it's not the first time that these uh, these staff uh, these bus drivers have asked for a pay rise. What is the latest, and what's going on? Yes, look, unfortunately, um, the, the the company has um, chosen to go down the path of. Uh, um, of offering overtime, what they would call voluntary overtime, if you believe you need to increase your wages. Um, they're, they're indicating clearly to the members that uh, there's, there's no money in there for, for wage increases, but clearly the members have voted yesterday by saying that you know, they're not going to accept an inferior offer that unfortunately will not keep pace with the living wage. That, you know, we all, they all live here in Newcastle. They want to live where they work. We don't want a situation where we have another other regional centres where suddenly you're not able to live where you work. You suddenly have to um, um, travel to get to your workplace. And all the members want is a fair, decent living wage. Now, you have asked for... Uh, it's been over a three-year period, uh, I believe, um, 2%, then 3%, then 3%. It's not an unfair expectation to ask for a pay rise. And it is, uh, it is just... It's not acceptable to say the, the solution to that is we'll work seven days a week. That's not a, an acceptable solution. No, it's a totally, uh, totally silly suggestion to to say to somebody that, uh, you know, if you want to come and earn, earn an income, you need to now come in on your days off and forgo the um, quality time you get to spend with your families. Um, and our members are just not going to um, stand for that. And they've indicated that quite clearly yesterday through the voting process. Um, and obviously, um, as you indicated earlier, there was a four-hour stoppage on Friday, and we will be getting together with our members um, and having conversations with regards to where they want to go from here, because we do need this company to come back um, and put a decent living wage offer on the table. But in the back of that, may I say, Tracy, we actually have a government that clearly in 2017 came out and said that we have an operator, a private operator that can operate public services a lot better than anyone else can, and as a government, and we are now wiping our hands clean Mm. of that. But yet, they have still got their hands on it because they are telling the company that they will only pass on the wage price index, which in turn puts pressure on the company to say, well, we can't offer any more than that because the government won't give us more than that. So, look, I would call on David Elliott, our Transport Minister, to step up to the plate, have a look at these contracts that these private operators have, and let's get away from these wage price indexes, which is basically having our members going backwards. And it's not acceptable. You know, we know that we have a a 5% inflation. We know that these are... and. It must be said that the contract between Keolis Downer and the New South Wales government is private. No one's ever actually been able to see that contract. So we don't actually know what the government is doing or how they're uh, they're propping this up. What has been the reaction from Keolis Downer? Look, Keolis Downer has um, basically turned around and said, we've got no more money. We've got no more money. We can't offer any more money. And if you want to get any more, any more money, 
then suddenly my members are in a position, the expectation is they have to start giving away conditions. Mm-hmm. Conditions that have been fought for over the last 90 years. Yeah. These are conditions that members have fought for to have a better, harmonious workplace. And the expectation is now that, well, we've got no money, we're not willing to give you any, any more, and that's why we're in the situation where we need to get some direction from our members come this Friday. Now, I know that you have apologised for the stoppage. Um, you've tried to, to keep as minimal impact on our schools as possible. Thus, obviously, the 10 till 2 o'clock, the fact that uh, we can get our kids to school and we can get our kids home from school. What can we as a general public and as, uh, as commuters, how can we help these, uh, these bus drivers? Look, if you can start putting the pressure on, on Keola Founder, understand that these bus drivers are members of the community. Most of the bus drivers that work here in Newcastle live here in Newcastle. They want to continue to live here in Newcastle. But if they are offered these inferior pay increases, they are going to find it very difficult to be able to live in Newcastle. And as I said earlier, they're going to be pushed out to the fringes and then have to start spending more time to travel to work. So I encourage them to please get onto their local members and for that part of the, the, the mechanism for the politicians to get on board and fight for these workers because that's what they want. They just want a fair, decent wage rise. That's all they're after. And fair and decent is what, uh, as Australians, we're supposed to be all about. It's not like they're asking for a 15% pay rise. No, we're not coming out with extra, extravagant claims. The, the sad reality is, as you, as you did mention, Tracy, we have inflation at 5.1%, um, and, and, and they're being offered nowhere near that. Now, their expectation is, you know, 5.1%, you know, it's only going to go up from there. We also had the Reserve Bank come out and increase, you know, mortgages by 0.25%. So these are living costs. This is the cost of living in New South Wales, the cost of living in Newcastle. We've seen the increases in the price of petrol. I talk to my members now, and I'm, I'm, I'm flabbergasted that my members are telling me a lot of their budgets now are just going in petrol to mm. be able to get to and from work. That doesn't surprise me. It cost me $161 to fill my tank of petrol up on, uh, on the weekend. That doesn't surprise me at all. Correct. And, and Tracy, I guess that's where we call on once again, we call on the New South Wales government to step in here, have a look at these contracts that they've written. You know, things have changed since the contracts have been written. Um, and, and the sad reality is back in 2017, no one was even talking about wage price index. Mm. But yet now, in 2022, that's what my members have been faced with by an employer who is saying that that is all the government is willing to give them. It's not acceptable. It's not. Now, does this cover the tram and the ferry drivers as well, or is this just the bus drivers? No, it is only the bus operators. Um, the ferries um, won't be having uh, um, any discussions. Sorry, not the ferries, my apologies. The trams won't be um, having any discussions probably till I think around October, November this year. Um, that's when their enterprise agreement expires. And look, as you mentioned earlier, Tracy, this is, this is a, a, a way that our members don't really like to go down the mm. path of. As you indicated, we've tried other measures to put pressure on Keola Fauna, to put pressure on the government to offer them more money to give us a decent living wage. And unfortunately, that just hasn't transpired. So as you indicated, we are certainly mindful of the children. This is not about trying to disrupt the children. We want to make sure these children get to and from work. I'm sorry, to and from school. And and the main the main thing I think if anyone takes that is that these bus drivers are part of your community. Mm. They are. This is the fabric of Newcastle. And this is what I believe keeps Newcastle so strong as the biggest regional city in Australia. 
Absolutely. But we cannot start having Newcastle being put into the same boat, for want of a better word, as the big capital cities where we have people not able to be living where they work. It's, it's Sydney-type danger, isn't it? It's just it's it getting out of control now. Is. It definitely is. We're going to have what people shortly, you know, travelling from Taree to come to work. I mean, maybe I'm exaggerating a little bit there, maybe all the way out at Raymond Terrace or all the way at Cessnock. These are the outer-lying parts of Newcastle, and people then have to come to Newcastle just to earn an income to provide for their family. That is time that's taken away from them to spend with their family. And then the next thing that we have happen, uh, Daniel, is you know it's it's easier and cheaper to go and grab a job um, stacking shelves at a at a supermarket than come and be a bus driver because the wages are just not keeping pace. You know that's the issue. And, and then you know you add COVID shortages and you add sick shortages. You add all of this in, and it's just uh, it's a house of cards that's just going to fall down very very soon. Look, considering the fact that our members, you know, were out there in the COVID, ensuring that all the critical workers were getting to and from their places of work, they then were going back to their families, not knowing if they had the COVID, but they'd done it because it is part of a community. They were willing to stand up and do all that, do all the hard yards, and like we've heard in other industries, a thanks is really not a great way to say, you know, you stood up, well done. Um, and, and let's move on because financially or commercially we don't want to offer you any more money. And, and our members are just not going to accept that. It's just We've got to the other side now where they are taking a stand and they're saying you know, that they deserve a living wage. They certainly do. What's the next step? So we, we have the, uh, the stop work from 10 till 2 on Friday. Obviously you're going to meet with them and uh, are you ruling out any more industrial action? Oh, look, I cannot rule out anything further. Um, I'll be guided by the members at, at that meeting on Friday. Thank you, Daniel. I appreciate your time greatly and uh, and I'd love to be able to catch up with you on Monday of next week if we can just to find out where to from here. Yeah, that'd be fine, Tracy. Not a problem. Thank, Thank you. you. I appreciate much. your time greatly. Thank you. That is uh, Daniel Jaggers, who is uh, from the uh, the rail, train and, uh, and bus union, New South Wales. Uh, he is dealing with all of this at the moment and uh, it is just a, uh, it's a continual circle that is happening in all industries throughout uh, New South Wales, Australia, Newcastle, wherever you are. It is just a circle that is continuing and the cost of living is... Uh, it's just beyond many. It really is beyond many. And when you're looking at paying rents that are the prices that you would normally pay a mortgage, we know that the system is stuffed. Newcastle in the morning takes you through the big events and the most talked about stories of the day that matter to you and your life. From what's on to what matters, Tracy Mack takes you beyond the headlines. What it is why it matters and how it impacts your daily life. Tracy Mack brings you Newcastle in the morning, weekdays from nine on Newcastle Live.